0: Hello, it is Big Sale, Feel Good Friday, November 20th, 2020. Yeah! All the boys are in here because this is a big day. As a way for us to say thank you to you for being such an incredibly supportive group uh, through a lot of our uh, you know, shit shows, average shows, bad shows, and some good shows, uh, we're making the entire store at store.patmcafyshow.com. 20% off. Woo-hoo! Wow! There's holiday sweaters in there. There's hilarious stuff in there. There's shorts in there. There's shirts in there. There's hoodies, sleeveless hoodies, t-shirts, you name it. Everything we've ever sold is still available, it feels like. <laughs> it is a very vast and deep collection of things. When you go to Uh it's 20% off everything as a way for us to say thank you for everything you've done for us. Uh, and obviously, if you buy anything, you're supporting us and we can't thank you enough for all of this we are very very grateful um if you support the business here and support big sale friday sale uh and buy something you'll automatically be entered in uh for a chance to win one of three ps5s we're doing oh, how how would you do it? Yeah, yeah. how's that possible we are we i to be honest i'm not 100 sure oh billy tubes did some snooping around uh-huh. go ahead and snoop around snoop. the internet uh and we found a place that had one PS5, we thought. Mm-hmm. And whenever you get a chance to talk to somebody who has one PS5, you go, how many of them you got over there? And we found out that there was three PS5s. We said, we'll take them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did cost us some money, but it's the least we could do to say thank you to you For supporting us in what we do. We have the dumbest life of all time. We know that. This is the worst show uh, that you guys let penetrate your ear holes. And the fact that you continue to do so, we are forever grateful for. So, Big Sale, Feel Good Friday. A couple good conversations. Think you're going to enjoy it. And hopefully propel you into the greatest weekend of your life. Uh, Let's get to it. It is Feel Good Friday. But it's also Big Sale Friday. November 20th, 2020. And the show begins now. Shout out to that beat drop from Twine. It is Big Sale Friday. Our 20% off everything at store.patmcaveyshow.com has begun two minutes ago. Yeah, and we yes. can't thank you all yeah. enough. Uh, Our business, our company would not be able to operate without the incredible humans who support us. So a little way of us saying thank you is having 20% off the entire store going into this holiday season. If you've been wanting or thinking about buying some of our merch either for yourself or for others, now is the time to do it. 20% off everything. We have uh, holiday sweaters as well. We have some for Christmas. We have some uh, for Hanukkah. We have some for Festivus. We have some Mm -hmm. for literally everything and we can't thank you enough. So our way of saying thank you, like most companies do around this time, is a big ass sale and big sale Friday is today 20% off everything at store.patmakeshow.com. And a fun little thing uh that we tossed in uh to the mix this morning. Mm-hmm. Um if you happen to buy something from the Big Sale Friday sale. Uh, which will probably last for, I don't know, the next week. So we haven't figured that out. We, I mean, it'll be at least for the next week or okay. so. Uh, if you purchase anything and, and help support our business, um, you automatically be entered into winning, um, to potentially winning one of three PS5s. Whoa! Oh. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, Old yeah. PS5s! Jeez! ps 5 <laughs> There's no
0: way. Not PS1. No. no. Not PS2. No. no.
1: Not that three. No. Nor the four. No. no.
0: This is three PS5s that are up for grabs that you automatically be entered into potentially winning if you go to store.patmagphyshow.com and purchase something at twenty percent off. Uh, during this big sale, Friday sale. So. so we appreciate <laughs> wow, the hell out of you. Uh, this is one of my favorites, obviously. it's uh, Everybody knows that pie's on there. Tony Fouch, uh, Christmas, and canceled right across the top. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things in there I'm sure you'll enjoy. The boys are rocking their favorites. At Tone Diggs is here. Last night, we all picked the Arizona Cardinals uh, to get the win. They were getting points, plus two and a half. They go into Seattle, uh, and the Seattle Seahawks get a win. Uh, I had a teaser with plus seven points or not, so I had the Cardinals at plus nine and a half. So I got the win there. Uh, you and I also bet the under, so we, oh, got, yeah. to we got the win there. Nice. Kenny and Kenyon Drake scored a touchdown, plus 140. Got the win there. I mean, we're giving out a lot of winners if you pay attention and watch along. But I think the Arizona Cardinals not getting that win uh, was kind of surprising to all of us. Ain't that right, Atone Dicks?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we um, we had a rule during the season not to bet against Russ Wilson. and We didn't follow that rule, and we paid for it. And
0: I have a rule that I've been experiencing is uh, although you like the Cardinals, they are going to break your yep. heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've lost more money with the Cardinals than any other team I've ever bet. On in the mm-hmm. history of anything. They are a good team. I still think that. I still believe that. But it was actually nice to see the Seattle Seahawks have a little swagger. It, yes. it, it was nice to see the last couple weeks, they've not been the same Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and the Seattle Seahawks, whenever Russell Wilson's going, you mm-hmm. know, and when they're making plays, they're must-see television. Yeah. Oh yeah. They weren't for a couple weeks. The, the reason why they were a must-see television for the last couple weeks is because they've just been turning the ball over at a rapid rate. Their defense seemed to be non-existent. Last night looked like the Seahawks had some juice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Carlos Dunlap with a game. Ending mm-hmm. sack. Ooh. Congrats to the Bengals for getting rid of him. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice job. Get him the hell out of town, Cincinnati. Good idea. Good mm-hmm. idea. He's been playing good. Uh, it just felt like the Seattle Seahawks had a much better night mm-hmm. than they have, obviously, in a couple of weeks. And it felt like they had juice. Like I, I yeah. think, I think swagger, confidence, and juice is a big deal. Felt like the Seahawks had it. Um, a lot of decisions there at the end for the Arizona Cardinals, offensive wise, and also strategy wise, was very interesting. I think all the. Uh, Arizona Cardinals betters were watching that last drive where they stalled out at like the 28 and they had a lot of time left, couple timeouts, and they just took three shots at the end zone. It was very confusing there, but hey, young quarterback, young head coach they'll go through it they'll still be a good squad but congrats to the seattle seahawks on getting a dub here on thursday night in this weekend there's some great games i mean there is some great mm-hmm. games this weekend the patriots are normally a team where you say hey must watch television not really anymore but this guy will be watching them alongside the patriots this weekend what are some other things you're looking forward to at boston College? oh
1: uh, well you know i can't wait for aaron Rodgers to come into indianapolis mm-hmm. and just dice up the best defense in football Whoa. it's going to be very nice to watch <laughs> right. why do you got to do that what do do you mean?
0: You mean, why do you have to just, the what way you, doing, you
1: asked it? what I was looking forward to, and I can't wait for Rodgers to come into Indy and burn the goddamn place down. Uh, okay, Whoa. all right, that's very interesting,
0: and, and I guess we'll just go right to it right now then, as opposed to introducing the guy sitting right next to you who has a vested interest in that game pretty heavily, yeah. He's yeah. an owner of one of the teams uh, at Ty Schmidt, Big Green Bay Pack. Are you going to the game this weekend? Uh, I don't think so. I was <clears throat> thinking
3: about it, but the ticket prices for two. You know very good teams still very, very high well, so. you know that's all supply
0: and demand my friend. exactly I exactly. think there's only like one tenth of the stadium is going to be filled right. or something like that, so there's only a certain amount of tickets you're going against and people don't know this, but in Indiana, there are numerous billionaires that call this place home, okay mm-hmm. like numerous but it makes no sense by the way, I would never have guessed it whenever uh, I moved here from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Morgantown, West Virginia. I would have n- never guessed that Indiana had uh, some humans who have the money. a lot of companies. This is the hub, this oh, is the yeah. home, a lot of presidents, a lot of, a lot of founders everything like that. That's who you're competing with trying to get tickets, especially whenever it's like Aaron Rodgers. Those, right. So I think it, it has become a pretty high demand thing, especially with how good that defense has been playing. Phillip Rivers, you know, he's starting to ball out. Yeah, all right. How do you see the game going, Ty?
3: I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a very close one. I am a little worried about the defense. It's very good. But also, you know, if you've listened to Hammer Don, L- M- Michael Lombardi thinks that Rodgers is going to go into that game and be confident be able to throw how he wants to. I mean, it's... It's going to come down to whether or not they can get pressure on Phillip Rivers. If they do and make him uncomfortable, I think they'll, they'll be okay, but we'll see.
0: Uh, not that he'll be rushing Philip Rivers, but Lazard is back. Right? Yeah. Well,
3: hopefully, hopefully they still haven't confirmed whether or not he's going to play. And then Devontae Adams mispracticed as well. So oh, uh-oh. we'll see. Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. We'll see. Oh no. What will the tone of Aaron Rodgers' Tuesday be next week after mm. he travels here to Indianapolis to play the Colts? The Indianapolis Colts are favored by a point and a half mm-hmm. right now. So yeah. Aaron Rodgers is an underdog coming into Indianapolis. For me, it's a little bit of an interesting situation to be in. Sure. You know, it's a very interesting situation to be in. Uh, so we took it to the people. At Viva Lizito, your poll for the day is one of the most important ones I've been a part of here. Oh, yeah. Uh, who should Pat be rooting for this weekend? The team that overpaid a millions of dollars Good or question. the team that has his best friend playing quarterback? Uh, tough, are you ready what? for this? Yeah. All right. Right now, Colts, second place, forty eight point six yeah! percent. Um, Packers, fifty-one point four. It is Woo-hoo! a tight one. Very tight. Very close one. And to be honest, that's exactly how I feel inside too. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. they grossly overpaid me to do what I did for them for a long time, the Indianapolis so Colts. Said. Jim Mersey legend of a man. Yeah. He, he literally let us just use his plane to fly <laughs> and, fed us, and fed us steaks <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and everything like that. Like, <laughs> he, he, he paid for this building to mm-hmm. be built. I mean, there's a lot of things that that man has done. And Chris Ballard's been on the show. He's a very nice guy, but I mean, Aaron, what Aaron Rodgers has done for us is, is yeah. pretty great as well. Amazing. Second to I mean, none. I mean, it is unbelievable. And he's he's on the show every week. Mm-hmm. He's been incredibly nice to us. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have it's like, what do I do here? You know? Grossly overpaid, yeah. all right, set my whole family up for success and everything like that. We're the guy who's like, hey, best friend, right? A really good guy. Yeah. Like if I don't support him, am I a bad friend, which by the way? I mean, would be something that I would like to work on. Maybe 2021, be the best friend I could possibly
1: be. Is that the right thing to do? Man, sir, what are you going I will say you can't put a value on a great friendship. Yeah,
0: I truth. know, I know. And that's what a lot of people have been saying.
2: And current friendship yeah with all of us mm-hmm. and you like happiness so, I mean you love happiness and which team is more likely to win a Super Bowl
1: <laughs> how bad is it uh, if you uh, the guy invited Ty to his house in California we've never been I invited mean, to a Colts game Yeah, you
0: have but. I swung the hammer though. There. Yeah, better you, for the you, show uh, too what's that better for the show too if Rodgers plays well yeah, oh, yeah you, know, no. you yeah. Had a Tuesday after he loses man I did oh. not True. expect to get this deep into these emotions this early into the show big sale Friday you know right I was Real Feel good Friday. Feel good woo, Friday. Woo. We got Bob Spillane of the Whoa, Pittsburgh Steelers. Bobby. We got Field Yates joining hey, us. Yeah, we got some phone calls, one eight 8 Mad Dog <laughs> You know, there's a lot of good things. There was good momentum coming in the show, and now automatically we're into the heart porn yes. situation. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm not I'm not pumped about it for the next Are two hours. Are you wishing for a tie? You no. Know, no, really? that'd be terrible. Yeah. That's a case scenario. <laughs> yeah. That's what was, that that? Heavy, that's that's- why I want to make sure. I want to put it on the table. That's why, like, for instance... um I, I don't like to be in the selection process whenever I say, like, hey, uh, insert name a person's favorite comment wins some merch on uh, my things. Mm-hmm. I don't like being the judge of things, yeah. okay? Because you're automatically to blame, oh, right? Yeah. So yeah. if somebody doesn't win, they hate you. If they if a person wins, they like you, but that's only one person. And by the way, once they win, they just kind of fade off. Yeah. That was kind of a fun thing. Everybody yeah. else, you, hear from Yeah. Everybody else, they are not happy with you. So if it ends up 50-50, everybody knows that I'm going to have to make the decision then. Yeah. Oh, so Pat, <laughs> Openly chose. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no. I went with my people. Okay. Yeah. I went mm-hmm. with a poll. Man of the people. Which is, is what I'm going to do. It's at half now. 50% each. All right, so half. Know, see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a half. It's a half and half over there. Uh, you can look at that half positive or half negative. I'm just going to say, hey, the people will tell us who we should be doing. Well, and that's, it, this is a people show. That's why Big Sale yes. Friday, 20% off everything. Uh At Boss you're going to say something. Well, yeah,
1: interesting enough with the poll is, you know, typically you fade the poll if you want to win money right. on Thursday. Yeah, last night, bets, by the way. You
0: know. Yeah, that has – I don't know what the records are. Uh, Gumpy's going to have to do some nukes on that. Every time we've done the who should we be hammering tonight – the opposite in now gumpy would have to actually look into this i'm not 100% sure but the opposite has one every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, there was four options. And the lowest option was the only lock of the night. That was the under, which is why Diggs and I took it. was strictly because of that and Both And it's, well. it's not because we, it's not uh, both lower yeah. ones. One. Yeah, but it's, it's not because we, we don't trust the people. No. No. It's because that's basically what Vegas does. Whenever, whenever, <laughs> yeah. whenever yeah. Vegas is setting the lines and shit, they, that's exactly what they're doing. How like, oh, does everybody think it's going to be? It's going to be this? Okay, huh. perfect. Well, we need to remain uh, wealthier than everybody else forever. So we're going to do this instead. So if you really, and by the way, the people that are doing that poll, I don't think listen to the show. So this is good for just us here. that are listening (laughs) and watching Mm -hmm. that poll on those Thursdays. We, we definitely look at it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. We definitely look at it. But just remember, if we're trying to make money here and try to take all the FanDuel Sportsbooks money, we just go with the opposite of what the poll's is doing yep. yeah, because that is what the casino is doing. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how you feel. If we're going to make strictly business decisions here, that is what we need to do going forward. And I think we all need to agree. Everybody say, aye. 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 aye yeah, yeah, okay. I thought so. Yeah, so we're just fading to people all the time. But what happens when? Uh, the well, only one, we talked
2: about it recently. I think the only one that they got right was the Vikings Bears. Oh, Picked the Vikings and just, I mean, that's the Bears' fault.
0: Let's go to some phone calls here before we get to our first break here on this Feel Good Friday. Can't wait to hear what Jay has to say over there in Baltimore. What's going on, Jay?
2: Hello, Patrick. How you doing
4: this afternoon? What's happening?
0: Hey, great voice, man. I, I, I don't know exactly who you are, but I want to let you know. Voice is fantastic, pal.
4: I appreciate it, Pat. It's Jai, by the way. Jai, J-A-I.
0: Yeah, he wrote J-A-I there, but... You should have probably told him J-Y-E right for the uh, pronunciation thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 you kind of put Mitt into a little bit of a puzzle there. So I'm not going to blame Mitt. I will blame myself for not being sophisticated enough or cultured enough to know that J-A-I is, is Jai. And that's potentially because I grew up with a J. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sure. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like a natural thing. So that's on me, Jai. What do you want to talk about, pal? Oh, are the Ravens dead, dude? Do oh, they hate each other oh, in no. that locker room? What's going on over there?
4: Well, as a Baltimorean but a Bengals fan, I'll tell you from from an outside looking in that things are not looking good for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh The center Matt Sakura is a complete mess. Their offense hasn't been the same offense we were that we have been accustomed to watching in seasons past with Lamar Jackson right? MVP and all Big that John. sort of stuff. They're playing the Titans, which last time they played them back in January in the playoffs, they gave them a hard time. But it's not the same Titans defense that we saw at the back end of 2019, heading into 2020 in the playoffs. Had a boy
1: John. Yeah. Let's go, John.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, I I don't know. I think the Titans are going to get off the schneid and, and win this weekend, but it would not shock me if the Ravens, Oh, Jai, see?
1: Uh,
0: don't sit Jai on the was fence, so, dude, Jai yeah. was so good don't there for it. a while. <laughs> Come on. Hey, good breakdown there by Jai. For sure. Yeah. Jai's like, hey, I'm in the city of Baltimore. I'm observing and reporting. Okay, mm-hmm. what I've been seeing, not, same at, not the same attitude towards the Ravens right now. No, no, no. And they're changing things up. I think it just came out that the offense coordinator said they're going to have to change their identity or something going forward, mm-hmm. or they're going to have a new, whatever the case was. It's very interesting because Lamar Jackson, what, over a week ago was on Rich Eisen's show saying, hey, everybody knows what? the hell we're doing all the time. And he didn't say that obviously. He said that they're calling out what we're doing before we're doing it. And it was an interesting quote. And it was so interesting that it was literally just like a headline everywhere. It's like Lamar Jackson said, and you would assume that that potentially rattled some things. But then they play against the Patriots and not great. Okay. No. Now, what is the relationship of that locker room right now? What are the coaches and what are the players like? Because this is just like not just like okay, I shouldn't say that, but this is similar to the situation down here in Dallas when the players started leaking that the coaches couldn't coach and this team stinks and everything like that. Whenever Lamar gets out there and says, Yeah, you know, seems like we're a very fucking predictable team at this moment Mm -hmm. i would assume that's lamar and the teammates of his having that conversation where they're like man we always do this like there's more we can do i would assume that's a conversation that's potentially happening now i still have yet to hear lamar's quote on rich Eisen, so that is a bit ignorant of me to judge it off of that but the fact that it was a headline everywhere saying that they know what we're doing i would assume that it was uh, I, don't, I don't think Lamar meant it as a shot at the coaches, but I do believe that's potentially a narrative in the locker room of, hey, we could probably do more and we're not doing it. And then you saw Marquise's Brown Hollywood Browns tweet a couple of weeks ago about never using uh, the soldiers that they have. I mean, it just, it feels like that locker room's not the same. Last year, remember, Big Trust, woo-woo, woo-woo. a lot of dancing going on. And, and granted, Lamar danced a little bit in Indianapolis when he played, and they're still winning games and everything like that. But that camaraderie of a group, uh, between in, in the synergy of an entire team coming together both coaches and players it doesn't feel like it's the same as it was last year and uh that could be bad for the uh, Ravens but for the Titans now they ain't got a guy right hand man they yeah. they've been a completely different team since they lost their you know franchise left tackle just like the Ravens have been a very different team since they lost their franchise left guard in Marshall Yonda a lot of, to Jai's point I don't think anybody knows what the fuck's going to happen in this game right here. Well,
2: And for this game, so there's seven teams in the AFC with three losses and most five spots for those seven teams basically in the playoffs. The Ravens are the seventh seed, the last team in the playoffs right now, and then the Browns and tit- Titans are looking in both at six and three, all the same records. These are huge games this weekend. Like.
0: Huge games. There's a lot online. Just like last night, it was a huge game. Mm-hmm. But yep. immediately after watching that game last night, I go, are the Seattle Seahawks back? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Uh, Russ got sacked like four times in the first half. Yeah. That's probably a pretty problematic thing. Is it? And, and are the Cardinals dead? It's like, eh, I don't know. So going into last night, everybody was like, this is a massive game for the mm-hmm. NFC West. We're going to learn so much. And here we are on Friday. It's like, did we really learn anything? Yeah. I don't know. Seattle Seahawks get a great win, but that doesn't mean that they're going to continue doing it going forward if they can't protect Russ like it seemed like they couldn't last night. In the Cardinals, a couple dumb decisions away from potentially being a good, you know? That's, hey, that's the NFL, though. That's oh, what's yeah, good baby. about the NFL. Mm-hmm. We're going into week 11, and although there are a couple teams that we go like, these are the teams, these are the teams, it feels like there's a lot of parity right there in that middle low. Now, there's some shit. Let's not Mm -hmm. get it twisted. There is some shitty shit,
2: shit, shit down here.
0: But I feel like there's a lot of parody right here. Who's going to get hot? Nobody knows.
2: So last night we really didn't learn anything, but Seattle has the uh, easiest remaining schedule left. They have the Jets, the football team, the Giants, the Eagles, the Niners, and then the Rams. Um, So that does, with that win last night, probably put them in the driver's seat for the West.
0: But if the Arizona Cardinals win last night, uh, what we would be saying this morning is, but – the Seahawks have The Jets The football yeah. team they, they, yeah. It would still yeah, be right. the same thing You know what I mean And uh, I love the NFL man. It's the best oh. I fucking love it What do you got going on For the
1: Ravens too They're missing Calais Campbell On the D-line They're missing Brandon Williams They're starting D-tackle They're missing a the middle linebacker And the Pats just ran All that? over him So Derek Henry Calais. Calais. Well, oh, it, colitis is in my head. That's kind of why. <laughs> I yeah. do have colitis. He yeah, does have that colitis. That is kind yep. of probably why I morphed the two. But
0: also, I mean, if we want to get real deep here and showcase the vitamins potentially in the room, Can't wait. he spells his name C A L A I, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. J that just called us. J A I, Jai. Jai. So you Come say, on. yeah, that's what I'm, you. Potentially got caught up in the Jai situation. Yeah, see,
1: and with but the with the A's and the I's and the Baltimore, S's. Baltimore. Yeah, you just never really know uh, yeah, how that. it's supposed to. I mean, yeah, it's, it's J in
0: French. It's Calais Campbell, by the
1: way. Yeah, Calais Campbell. Yeah, there it is. Well, they're missing him. Either he's way, the, he's the a- defense <laughs> of the Ravens is a little bit depleted, so them. they might be able to run all over him like the Pats did last week. Hey,
0: in that Browns-Eagles game, um, which you mentioned, important for both of them there. Important for the playoff picture yeah. and everything for both of them, even with the Eagles, with how they've been. Mm-hmm. Miles Garrett being out is a big deal. Oh yeah. oh yeah, That came mm-hmm. out this morning. Defensive Player of the Year candidate the last two years. Last year, obviously, that got halted whenever he uh, played whack-a-mole with uh, Mason Rudolph's skull oh, with the helmet that he took off of Mason Rudolph's mm-hmm. skull and got suspended. He was in Defensive Player of the Year conversation mm-hmm. yeah. there for the Browns, by the way, which were not in really playoff contention for a long time. Uh, and then this year, Miles Garrett just got broken off. Still a game record for everybody that plays the Browns. He's out because of COVID nineteen <laughs> protocol. or protocol. Here we go. Now, now, or do the Eagles have a chance? Ooh, uh, do the do the Eagles have a chance stealing a game here that they were never supposed to be a part of because Miles Garrett is out, and I think it definitely helps. I'm gonna say it definitely helps him out a lot. What are what are the Eagles getting in this game?
2: Uh, I believe it is three. It may have moved up to three and a half. No, uh, it's still three. But what three.
0: happens whenever Miles Garrett goes out? Does it go back down or no?
2: Nothing has happened yet, which well, is... That's weird. They probably just figure the Eagles O line will let it. anybody throw something. Some, yeah. <laughs> the Eagles, some, more, yeah.
0: some <laughs> more developments on this weekend's game. The big story of the morning is Taysom Hill will be starting for the Saints this weekend. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to Jameis Winston. This is massive. In, earlier in the week, I was talking to Schefter. We were talking mm-hmm. to Schefter. And Schefter didn't know who they were going to start, Jameis or Taysom. But everybody pointed immediately back to last year whenever Drew Brees got hurt and they went with Teddy Bridgewater instead of Taysom Hill. And everybody assumed that they would go Taysom Hill because early on last year, maybe even last offseason, like over two years ago or whatever, Sean Payton was describing Taysom Hill as his next Steve Young. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. we got a guy here that we love. And although we play him at a bunch of positions, we think he's the next Steve Young. So then last year, whenever there was a chance to potentially see how he would be as your future Steve Young, if you were to go with him, uh, they put Teddy Bridgewater in there. Teddy Bridgewater goes 5-0, and oh, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes himself 20-plus million a year with the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And now this year, same, particular, no, same type of situation happens. Drew Brees gets rib fractures on both sides. Macho man Randy Savage is coming in there and collapses lung with elbow drops from the outside looking in. And now he's out, and it's like, okay, what are they going to do? And the thought was the same thought that it was last year. You have a chance now to find out whether or not this guy is your future starting quarterback. You're going to see how he is in the team meeting room, in the locker room, in the offensive meeting, during practice, walkthroughs, workouts. He's the guy. You're going to get a chance to literally get a sample of what it would be like with this guy if he was your franchise quarterback. The same guy that you're paying like $17 million to, you get a chance to see whether or not this guy could be the guy that you think he's going to be. Last year you didn't do it, are you going to do it this year? And I think everybody at the beginning of this week was like, nah, they're going to go with Jameis because they like how much Taysom can do outside of just the quarterback position. Special teams, uh, whenever he's uh, he's running the gadget plays, mm-hmm. the RPO stuff he was doing, which I would assume we're going to see a lot of this yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're just going to do that because they don't want to lose him everywhere else. This morning <laughs> it was announced by everybody who I think has been very accurate with situations happening in the New Orleans Saints, uh to be included in that conversation at the top of it, Taysom Hill starting this weekend. It's like, all right, now we get a chance to see whether or not what Sean Payton's been pitching this entire time about this guy being their guy, now we get a chance to see it. And I would assume he's been a starter all week. This is probably a decision that was made last week, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Like, hey, if he's out, you're in. Uh, how has he handled it all week? How will the team respond? Now the defense knows, like, okay, we don't, we have a potential different offense coming on the field with us. And I'm excited to see what Sean Payton draws up for him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think about Sean Payton and those offenses, uh, the way they're always so successful and the way Drew Brees has broken every record is because, no offense to Drew Brees, okay? Drew Brees, very good quarterback and spin the ball and everything like that. Uh, but it feels like, People are always open, and Mm -hmm. it it feels like we throw the ball to playmakers at at like six yards or whatever, and then they'll just shake ten people and pick up five, pick up six, pick up seven, or seventy to the house or whatever. You know. So we'll Taysom Hill. Take that style of offense. We'll become an RPO style offense like we see from Kyler and Lamar and because he can definitely do that. I'm excited to see what Sean Payton decides to do with this because I assume there's been some weeks in the offseason where Sean Payton has dreamed up some things if Taysom Hill was to be our quarterback just – strictly off of the fact that he talks about Taysom Hill in a fashion as if he sees him as the future.
3: How much does it affect, like, special teams? And, I mean, because it seems like he hasn't done it as much this year, but lining up in the slot, like, a lot of those plays do go for touchdowns in the red zone. Like, are they going to miss him at all, not playing at, like, either one of those positions? I would
0: assume the gadget plays will be missed, but they also got a kid... Quarterback. He's in Indiana. He's from from Indianapolis. He went to Penn State. Then he played somewhere else, a red school. He's a, a quarterback, taller, skinnier white dude.
2: Mitt sent it in the chat the other day. But he's an athlete. Tommy (laughs) Stevens?
0: Tommy Stevens. He's an athlete. Look for him to potentially be in the the gadget role or whatever, you know what I mean, with Mm -hmm. Taysom doing this whole thing. But special teams. Now, anytime you can get a freak athlete on special teams, you do that, right? And there's a reason why there's a special teams pro bowler because there's some guys that change the game. I don't think – you know, just move and Taysom out of there and put somebody else in. Now Taysom, a couple years ago, I think he was making every tackle. He, mm-hmm. He'd score a touchdown, then he was immediately making the next tackle. I, I haven't seen that much this right. year. I don't think I, I Taysom's dominating in special teams chart, so I won't miss him there. The gadget plays, though, because when you get in the red zone or in Green Bay, the gold zone, mm-hmm. this the field gets so small, and everybody said this, yeah. You know, it gets a lot tighter down there. you got to create space and Mm things like that. But you really do. Like, back in the day, they used to treat the two-point conversion play like your special play. Like, there was – because people didn't go for two as much. So, whenever somebody had to go for two, it was like, what's their two-point conversion play? It was like, here's a special penalty kick almost or a free kick. Here's a special play that was made in this whole thing, right? Uh, Now, it, it happens so often. It's just a part of the offense, but when you get into the gold zone, as Green Bay calls it, or the red zone, everybody else calls it in the history of football <laughs> – There has to be some creativity down there Mm -hmm. because with the way offenses are and with how fast defenses are now, it's tough to open things up if you can't just hammer somebody right in the mouth or whatever. So you got to get creative down there. So those gadget plays are very important for the Saints, I think, because there isn't as much space for Sean Payton to do the fuckery with to open up everything Mm -hmm. up. Just
1: come out in the wishbone. I mean, run the ball 50 times with Taysom Hill with Alvin Kamara, Latavius
0: (laughs) Murray. He was out of
2: practice yesterday too. So Who, Alvin? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You see, if he's out now, you got to really take yeah. a look going the other way there, you know? Because that guy is. Yeah. Michael Lombardi co host of Hammer. Don, which is on every Monday, Thursday, Friday at 3.30, he's like, give the MVP to Kamara. Because mm-hmm. he just gets the ball, change the game. If you're on that defense zone, they're going to run the wishbone. You're pretty pumped up about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right, let's kill that clock. <laughs> we got like 30 snaps this weekend. Let's figure it out, boys. Uh, I'm pumped to watch that game, man. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped to see how Taysom Hill does,
2: to be honest with you. Yeah, he's only he's only throwing 18 passes.
0: And then on the other side, you got a team that could be great or could be terrible. Yep. You know what I mean? With the Falcons. Uh-huh. Any given weekend, uh-huh. you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the good people at Thursday Boot Company, a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's boots. Nope. Thursday boots. It's not Thursday's
3: no. boots. Common misconception.
0: It's just Thursday boots. Mm-hmm. Tagline is highest quality, honest prices. Because there are some of the best materials like full-grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Just like the legacy brands that charge 400 bucks plus for similar styles. But Thursday Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and free returns. What a deal. What a deal. Because of the great designs, quality, and great value, Thursday Boot Company has been featured in all the best fashion press. From Esquire and GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. Ever heard of them? Wow. And more importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Real customers? That's a lot. 20,000. Big sample size. Big, big. That's a lot of people saying, yep, they're great. Mm -hmm. Because one star means they exist, but they suck. Right. Two star means I was expecting something, but it got bad. Mm -hmm. Three star, this is very average. Four star, this is good, Mm -hmm. but not great. Five star is fucking awesome. Well said. They got 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Handcrafted with the highest quality materials to be comfortable, versatile, and durable, Thursday Boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. With prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and free returns, Thursday Boots are the best buy this winter. And with their clean, timeless design and durability, Thursday Boots will keep you standing confident for years to come. Well, they don't do sales or discounts. Head on over to Thursdayboots.com and get free shipping and free returns. Give them a try and you'll have a pair on your doorstep before next Thursday. Wow. That's Thursdayboots.com to get your pair today. T-H-U-R-S-D-A-Y-B-O-O-T-S.com to get your pair today. Back to the show. And it's a wild time to be this man. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who has made a name for himself because he hits like a dump truck. Ladies and gentlemen from Western Michigan, Linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Robert Spillane.
5: How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Hey, do people call
0: you Bob? Am I allowed to call you Bob? Of course. Okay.
5: Okay. You
0: are, you've become a fan favorite in the room. Obviously there's a couple of Steelers fans in here and whenever you had to step up your play uh, after Devin Bush got injured and you just started blowing people up with your face, you became a massive fan favorite in Pittsburgh. What has it been like to get a lot of playing time? What has it been like to kind of embrace this role that I've assumed that you've dreamed about your entire life? And what has it been like to be a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization?
5: You know, from the moment I walked into this organization, you could really feel uh, these veteran leadership, guys like Vince Williams, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, T.J. Watt. So they brought me in from the second I got on here. And now that uh, I'm a, a part of this defense, it, it feels like I've always been meant to do this, and I, I love going out there with my teammates and performing on Sundays.
0: You you are a wild animal. Like, you uh... – what was it Derrick Henry right oh Where yeah he
5: started the first row
0: yeah do you remember do you remember that do you remember that night after that whole situation but you <laughs> it seemed like you potentially got a 25 yard running start into Derrick Henry and it was one of the biggest collisions of the year and I think that was when all of Pittsburgh was like oh, who is Bob Spokane <laughs> yeah, let's go <laughs> do you remember that night? Yeah, and, you...
5: and are you trying to bring the hammer every time are you trying to bring the hammer every single time Every time. Every time you can. Every time uh, you realize that you get a big player like that, uh, you want to bring the hammer. And if you actually watch that play pre-snap, I'm about three yards at depth. And I realize, you know, I might need a little more power hitting this big dude. So I take a few steps back right before the play. And it ended up paying off. Yeah. yeah. I hey, yeah. Paying off. Hey, yeah.
0: Do you just do neck ex- I'm looking at you, and those that are only listening on SiriusXM, you can't see. Yeah. Oh. Bob Spillane <laughs> has one of the largest sets yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. Bob, do you just do neck exercises all day, every day? Is that the move? So that's why you can back up a couple more yards and run face first into a 295-pound running back?
5: Yeah, of course. I mean, that's why we're doing neck pretty much every day. You got to get the shrugs, uh, shoulder workouts to keep the shoulders strong. So every day, pretty much.
0: Uh, it feels like a lot of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, are MAC players. Okay, there's a, a lot of Mac action in that locker room. And uh, Tomlin, in his last interview, decided to uh, uh, pull out an AK and just saw down the Mac. I don't know if you got a chance to hear that. How has the conversation gone? We heard Ben say as soon as he finds out where William and Mary is, he'll make fun <laughs> of him as well. Has that conversation lingered behind closed doors uh, between the Mac people talking shit to Tomlin after Tomlin sawed down the Mac just a few days ago?
5: You know, a little bit here and there, but if you look at our roster it's built up of more mac players than anyone in the nfl so they love their mac guys here in pittsburgh and he was just saying it's a it's a clean playing field uh, in the nfl everyone's paid the same everyone is coached the same so we just got to go out there and do our thing this weekend what's tomlin like i heard he's a shit talker every once
0: in a while i hear he's a motivator i hear he's a super players coach what has it been like to play because he's a defensive minded guy and be one of his guys now on the defense that has been Absolutely dominant this year uh, from top to bottom.
5: Well, when you talk to uh, Coach Tomlin, you realize that he's really a football genius. He's He looks at the field of all 11 players, and he puts himself in the situations that we are going to be in. So he understands matchups, personnel, and I just love playing for him because he's such a player's coach, and he understands the wants and needs of his players and, and, and gets it done. So I, I can't say enough good things about Coach Tomlin. Uh,
0: You guys are undefeated, and obviously you're a younger player. You haven't been around that long. Uh, What is the mood in there? Because I was on a team that was my rookie year. We went undefeated until we chose to lose in, uh, like, our 15th game against the Jets. And I just, I was so dumb, I was just like, yeah, this is normal, like, this is just, we're just going to go undefeated every year, this is how it goes. is there been any conversation about that, or is it just like, you can get got every single week, because Gary Gilbert and the Dallas Cowboys, nobody thought they were going to be able to do it. What is the conversation about, you know, there's a lot of pressure that comes with potentially being undefeated, or is that something you guys just don't even think about or care about?
5: You know, I think our focus is one week at a time, one day at a time, one practice at a time, and and that's from the top down from Coach Tomlin and our owners and um, our our top players, and they preach that on a daily basis. And we know that we're going to have to go out there every weekend and earn a victory. Nothing is going to be given in this league.
2: Mr. Uh, Night Train, um, would you rather have the moment where you had the pick six against Lamar Jackson? Now I get it. You scored a touchdown on that. That was awesome. Or the moment, the big hit against Derrick Henry on a goal line?
5: You know, I think that the hit on Derrick Henry is – gonna be my favorite play for a long time just, that was like one of my welcomes into the NFL so uh, that play will always be special to me forever
2: did you separate your did you Did you fuck up your shoulder on that because you went off with it kind of dangling and then you're just back in the next series like nothing happened
5: yeah you know it's just one of those things on a big hit you need a second to breathe <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, what happened I'm not sure it hurts here <laughs> I don't feel much here a little bit here <laughs> Uh, um, How long have you been in Pittsburgh now? Is this your second year there or first year here?
5: This is my second year with Pittsburgh. Last year I was on practice squad for the first eight weeks and then a special teams player for the, the latter half of the season.
0: Um what has it been like being one of the guys now as opposed to like a special teams or it, it does the week change? Obviously, it has to do with the amount of film study and everything like that. But who did you learn from while you're maybe on a practice squad or as a special teams guy? Like, what are you modeling your days like, like film study, workout here, rehab here, this? Because it's a much different game whenever you're playing every single week as opposed to practice squad where you got the weekends off, basically. What has it been like kind of transforming into a starting NFL linebacker?
5: Like you said, uh, the film s- study intensifies. The focus, the detail intensifies. Just getting around guys like T.J. Watt and Vince Williams, you know, two of our top linebackers, and watching how they work since the moment I've been here is a giving me a strong foundation for how I want to be in my career, how I want to be as a pro. So just keep looking up to those guys, follow them around. Like honestly, my first year, I followed T.J. around and Vince around, like in their back pocket trying to figure out what they did to be successful. So it's paid off so far.
0: What's it like with no fans? A lot of your own thoughts you're hearing in there before it's like, Oh, come on, Bob, come on, clear it out. And is it just you and your thoughts out there? Is that what it feels like?
5: (laughs) Yeah, but I I have a lot of pre-snap communication going on. So it's nice to be able to talk with those guys. to kind of ease your nerves. And uh, we have a lot of great communicators on our defense. So once that ball snapped, I know exactly where I need to be and, and who I need to be playing off of. So, Bob, what do you do off the field? Uh, I, I've been hanging low, especially for this coronavirus. Uh, I'm a big family guy. I love my family. Uh, my dad's one of 11 and my mom's one of eight, so I have 50 first cousins back home. As wow. as well. I love them. And, uh, you know, they've been a big part of my life. My girlfriend, Erin, she's also a big part of my life. So,
0: Hey, good for you, man. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Yeah. yeah. Good guy. The Talking about the coronavirus, how you basically just have to go home, go to work, go home, go to work, don't talk to anybody, don't even look at people. The Now, with the state's new protocol, I don't even know if you've had a chance to hear from anybody on the team or whatnot. There's a chance that you potentially have to wear a mask on the field. Is this something mm. that you guys have heard about, or have you ever practiced or tried? Like, Has there ever been a time where they're like, hey, we might get to a point where we have to wear a mask on the field, or maybe even the full... uh, or uh, uh, face shield basically on your helmet have you thought about that or is that just something if it happens no.
5: there's new protocols coming out all the time with the COVID stuff and whenever we get that protocol you know we'll do a good job or um, abiding by it so you know our the Steelers do a great job of keeping us safe here and we'll just keep listening to the protocols that come out Ah, they're changing every day Bob they're changing every day (laughs) every day every day that Coach Tomlin calls it necessary business, so that's what it is. He's the best, dude. I love he is him. the best. Yeah, I, whenever he
0: starts talking, I enjoy it so much. It's because it's either something deeply profound – Uh, absolute bullshit is just going in a complete (laughs) circle or he's shit talking somebody it feels like that is the thing and he's you calling him a football genius was really cool to hear by the way because there has to be a reason why for 14 years you've never had a losing season as a head coach or whatever there has to be some sort of something he never gets talked about Nick what do you got Bob?
2: Uh, Bob, you had the big play against Lamar and the Ravens,
6: obviously the pick six. Uh, A couple weeks later, he comes out and says that, basically insinuates that they're too predictable on offense. Was that something you guys keyed upon? Like, are you able to just read that that offense as a defense and just know what they're going to run before they're running it?
0: Or any offenses, by the way. Is that your thing? Are you like a, I know what you're going to do before you do it type of player?
5: Yeah, of course you want to study and have good tendencies on formation structure and what they do out of those plays. But at the same time, you can't go out there guessing. At, at the end of the day, you read your keys and react to them. That's what the defensive players do. And I feel like the more you know, the faster you can react. So just combining those two together is how we play on defense. I think TJ told us the other
0: day whenever he was on here that he'll listen to the TV copy and he'll just he'll close his eyes and he'll just do the sound of the TV copy, whether it's the quarterback's uh, cadence or timing or, or potentially offensive linemen talking to each other or anything like that. Is that... And we talked to uh, Aaron Rodgers the other day. He was talking about how there's a lot of self-scout right now because everything's being heard, audibles and everything. Is that something you're obviously listening to, keyed in upon, especially this year with less and less crowds in the stands?
5: Yeah, of course. Uh, You're getting a lot more verbal cues from the offenses, and TJ is the leader of our defense when it comes to listening to that cadence, and he does it every Friday before our meeting. So just getting in in there with him and realizing how he – really just studies voice inflection and all that is, has provided some uh, understanding to what I need to learn. And sometimes you can hear little calls the offensive linemen make and pick on pick up on that throughout the game. So that's what we've been able to do. <sighs> Big
0: brain Bob Spillane. We can't thank you enough, brother. Good luck this thank weekend. Thank you for having me on. Hey, keep doing that neck, pal. We want to keep seeing the dump truck out there. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker, Robert Spillane. His neck, for those that are listening on (laughs) Sirius XM, is massive. I mean, it is a massive, and it makes sense. I I like the thought of him standing there like three yards off the line or whatever because it was a goal line-type package or whatever, and then him kind of getting a good feeling. Oh, they're going to give it that big son of a bitch, aren't they? Okay, let me go ahead. (laughs) A couple more yards, and then full speed. That was a collision. That was an absolute collision. Everybody knows what we're talking about. That's how big it was. Um, The cadence thing in the voice inflection. That's awesome because, you know, there's a couple traits. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. By the way, absolute mm-hmm. living legend. Hi, but I could tell by the pause in his voice when a clue was asked for if it was a daily double or not. Like as soon as the thing was called, the way Trebek paused and then said something, I'm like, oh, guy got a daily double, mm-hmm. and then Trebek immediately daily double or whatever. You know what I mean? the The thought of, um, the thought of listening to the quarterback do his thing is incredible. Like because there's probably some quarterback tendencies that they don't even know whenever they go, like, red 18, red 18, set, and it's a fake dummy call. And then whenever they get into a different, and it's just, like, maybe one octave lower or, like, the timing just a little, that's probably a massive advantage, especially whenever you can hear everything that's happening without the crowds. I would assume some of those very smart and the amount of time that takes to probably study that is probably a lot as well. I assume there's a lot of defense. And that's probably why some defensers are really eating right
3: now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's that common of a trait, though? I feel like that's like a real skill, being able to dissect imagine. that. Yeah, yes. exactly. Especially so every single week.
0: I, I think so, too. Especially whenever you have to also be a very high-level, uh, physically gifted guy. Mm-hmm. You have to be... Um, Combative. You have to have an, a competitive edge, but also have the ability to read inflections and voices. That's yeah, like that's a, a, a private detective <laughs> yeah. being able to do it. Whoa. Joining us now is a college football champion and a Super Bowl champion, in A.J. Hawk, and a man who is an ESPN insider and a fantasy football expert, I think, every single Sunday oh. I see his ass mm-hmm. on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who went to a high school that they served milk and cookies every single day, legendary individual, Field Yates. Yeah!
4: I got to tell you guys, your introductions are better than any other introductions for any show that I appear on. And by the way, McAfee, I hear you got to have some clout to get your hands on one of those PS5. You got your hands on three—that's major clout right there. Just takes money. We found the. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: We found we found somebody on the internet who had a couple, and we said, you know what? Um, We'll take three of them, pal, and uh, it's the nicest, it's the the most we could do, or the least we could do, the least, not the most, the least we could do to people that are currently you know, shopping at store.patmagdyshow.com right now for 20% off everything. AJ, good to see you, by the way. I haven't got a chance to see you since you come live. Field, let's talk about it. A lot of injuries this weekend. There's um, a COVID case for the Cleveland-Philly uh, game that's big. And there's a potential mask protocol that could be hilarious to watch unfold that Schefter tweeted about, but nobody else has tweeted about. Uh, what, what do you want to start with? What do you have the most information on? And let's get right into it.
4: Well, I think the mask protocol that you mentioned is, you know, specifically in the state of Pennsylvania, there's obviously a widespread mask uh, ordinance right now. So you need to be wearing a mask if you are outside in the state of Pennsylvania with a few exceptions. And as of right now, one of those exceptions is given to professional football teams. Now, neither the Eagles nor the Steelers play at home this weekend. It probably would be a bigger story if one of them was, going to have a home game this weekend but I think by the time they're both back at their respective home stadium that they will be okay to not be wearing masks so that story is sort of hypothetically interesting but I think by the time they're playing home games players will be without masks underneath their helmets and then you mentioned it like Miles Garrett this is not just any player getting COVID not that any player getting COVID is not important but he's the if not the front runner he's in the top two for Defensive Player of the Year right now in the NFL. He has been a one-man wrecking crew for that Cleveland Browns defense, so to not have him against an Eagles offense that finally is getting healthy is a significant portion or significant sort of uh, factor in this game on Sunday. I'm not sure it tilts the game in Philly's favor, but it certainly gives a little bit more hope and life against the Browns team that's been pretty solid so far this year.
6: Yeah, I agree. Well, first off, Field, I, I apologize for Pat being disrespectful and having cut, <laughs> cut the camera. come back to him, and all the serious listeners don't see whatever he's doing. He's got you got a uh, your shaft is broken on your your big finger too. By the <laughs> way, I've,
0: I've had to I've had to put it together. Don't you worry about me. Just ask your fucking question, okay? Please, let's get to it.
6: Well, yeah, Field, don't mind him. But so I, I, when you're looking at the NFL right now and, and you see what's going on, it's college football. I know it's had a lot of stuff canceled. I guess, what, what, how optimistic are you that we're going to get all the games in, we're going to have a full playoffs? Like, What do the playoffs look like, and what does the Super Bowl look like, actually? Yeah, I, I think the NFL is probably in pretty good
4: shape. And, by the way, if I could, so the first time I did the McAfee show, the two of us just sort of I, – actually, I just nerded out for a little bit because not that I didn't love Pat in the NFL, but I also love Pat in some of his WWE. Yeah, yeah. Fields yeah. uh-huh. feels a guy. feels a good guy. They're very impressive, but – My mom is from Columbus, Ohio. My team growing up, probably still to this day, the Ohio State Buckeyes. This is a big moment being on with AJ right now, all right? (laughs) An absolute legend as a Buckeye. Not that I I need to explain that to this audience, but for those of us that have spent a lot of time in the great city of Columbus, this is a cool moment for me. Uh, So I guess I now have to answer the question and be professional again. I think the NFL is in good shape, AJ. I think the NFL for the most part is a cool moment. They are trending in the right direction. There's going to be some cases and there's going to be some situations like the Raiders are dealing with right now with a bunch of defensive players not being able to practice during the week. But the NFL feels as though right now they are able to, as best as they possibly can, mitigate spread inside the facility, and also they have not seen any spread amongst players on the field on field transmission has not been an issue for the nfl so far that's not to say that the nfl is out of the woods but they feel pretty good about the possibility of a 17-week season being fit into 17 weeks and once we get to the playoffs obviously things get much much easier we're talking about 14 at maximum 16 teams. Right away, half league is onto their their offseason, at which point you're dealing with half the constituency and obviously a lot less hurdles to execute every game on Saturdays and Sundays in the playoffs.
0: Uh, so about this corona thing, and I think you hit on it there a little bit earlier, but I was messing with my uh, six-foot finger pointer thing that I have here, so I might not have caught it all. Speaking of corona, I mean, it's changing everything. They're going back to the intense protocols, obviously, and there's the mask force and guys aren't even in there. This Section 3 thing in Pennsylvania is very interesting. So you said the professional – what about the college kids? Like, for instance, University of Pittsburgh, I think they and Virginia Tech, they're, they're preparing to wear masks on the field. At what point do you think – now, granted, this would be diving into the politics of it. But at what point do you think they go, oh, uh, the NFL guys ought to do it, the college guys have to do it, and, and eventually change that? And will the NFL let them say – what? like the Section 3 thing that Shepherd referenced – Will the NFL tell them, like, we're not going to do that?
4: Yeah, my guess is that the NFL will be able to get the required waiver, whatever it is that's necessary, to Probably. not wear masks. Yeah. I, think it's inter- you're, you're, I think the problem with having a college football game where players are wearing masks underneath their football helmet is that I think people are going to have a hard time watching a full-contact sport where guys are engaging each other every single play right so like an offensive and defensive lineman could smash each other's heads for 65 plays a game but they can't do so oh, a oh
0: field don't start asking questions that make sense
4: dude <laughs> <laughs> we right, we right, can't right. have
0: exactly. can't, can't have you doing that right now field um yeah. Let's talk about Taysom Hill starting down there for New Orleans. Um, I believe Schefter legitimized the story. You and Schefter legitimized the story this morning because a lot of people thought that Sean Payton was potentially trolling people by saying that they were going to start Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston. How'd that conversation come to be? It seems to make sense because if you think Taysom Hill is a Steve Young and the quarterback of your future, now you get a chance to kind of see him lead the team for a few weeks here. Could have done it last year. Went with Teddy instead. Now they're doing with Taysom. Why do you think this year they went uh, with Taysom instead of Jameis where last year they go with Teddy instead of Taysom.
4: So there's a little bit of risk involved when you say always simply follow the money. But as both of you guys know, that often does prevail in the NFL. And I'm not saying that the saints are starting Taysom Hill because of the contract they gave them this past off season, but the contract they gave them this past off season does remind me that the saints like Taysom Hill much more than the internet likes Taysom Hill. When Taysom Hill enters the game and has a four yard run or throws one pass, whether it's completed or not, the internet just goes nuts. Hey, why would you ever take Drew Brees, first ballot of Hall of Famer, major statistical category leader and basically every passing stat leader off the field? Well, the Saints have long believed in Taysom Hill. They've worked hard to develop him, obviously and Taysom Hill has clear strength as a runner. The dude is a freight train. He's been great on special teams for them. He's been, you know, an occasional receiver for them. But we haven't seen them do those. We have never seen them turn to him as a full-time quarterback. But whether it's understanding of the system, because he's been there for a lot longer than Jameis, whether it's just overall upside relative to Jameis, whether it's as simple as this week during practice, Taysom Hill not only got almost all the reps, but just looked better in those reps, All of those, I think, contribute to why he is expected to start on Sunday, and I think he's a more challenging quarterback for defenses to prepare for. Now, it doesn't mean that he is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston, but if you think about what a defense is going to have to account for on Sunday with Taysom Hill, it's not just, obviously, the throwing, but the Saints are going to have 50 different wrinkles for him as a runner, which any defensive coordinator is going to spend a chunk of his practice preparation on this week, so I'm sure that the Falcons – Um, are glad to have some sense of who is starting on Sunday or have a full sense of who's starting on Sunday. But still, uh, in some ways, it might actually be easier to prepare for Jameis than it is to prepare for Taysom Hill. They've seen Jameis a bunch over the past five
2: years. Field, Uh, Alvin Kamara was out of practice yesterday. Will Taysom have Alvin Kamara on Sunday?
4: Yeah, not worried about Alvin Kamara. I think at this point of the season, a lot of teams, even with players who are young, and it's not like Alvin Kamara is a 32-year-old running back. The guy's been in the league for three seasons. This is halfway through year four for alvin Kamara, they're just gonna basically load manage these players you know alvin's been so important to that offense that at some point like there's diminishing returns between practice 90 and practice 91 of the season as opposed to the difference between the fifth and the sixth practice of the season when you're still in pads during training camp not me and aj me hey hey,
0: me and aj go went to work every single day get better Mm -hmm.
4: feel I know. Well, you guys, that's why you guys are legends. and That's why you're having burgeoning, not even burgeoning. You just have a established star show here well, that millions of people are watching each week. And also po- know,
0: potentially why I have to, um, you know, I had to retire early, too. Probably, <laughs>
3: probably should have took some days off. Probably <laughs> hindsight,
0: probably the right move to be made. Uh, Ty?
3: Fields, so is that a similar situ- uh, situation with Devontae Adams? He didn't practice yesterday, but now there are or video showing that he practiced today. Do you think he'll go this weekend against the Colts? Yeah.
4: I expect Devontae to go as well against the Colts, which by the way, him not being available would have been one of the stories of the weekend, not just because he's Devontae Adams, but you guys know this in Indy, the Colts defense has been unbelievable this year. They've been one of the best pass defenses by basically any category you take, and it's not like it's a bunch of household names in the secondary. They've just been rock solid top to bottom. They've got good depth. They've got good young players. They've had players like Xavier Rhodes, who's made a much, much bigger difference this year for them than he did during his final seasons in Minnesota. And then the front seven is just stacked with talent. You know, I I know Darius Leonard, their linebacker, was a little bit miffed Mm. uh, to not be held in the same regard as Fred Warner by, of course, friend of the show, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you guys can follow up with Aaron hey, about Phil, that. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you yeah. got the Whoa. window
0: down, friend of the show, too. Mm-hmm. Connor, what do you
1: got? Vanderfield, we know that you know, so can you please just tell us how many punches were thrown between Joe Judge <laughs> and big Ol' Colombo up there in New York? How about, how about that? So, let me, so,
4: obviously, the Giants have made it very clear this did not happen, at least in their estimation. But – if something like that ever did happen between Mark Colombo and uh, anybody, now it may come as a surprise to you guys that I've never been in a fight in my life. No, no, no. 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 Vanderfield. No. Never, no. never, no. I never, never, never. I know, I know, guys, I know. I, I didn't want, I thought about not saying that. I didn't want to break, the, you know, break the internet, but uh, <laughs> comment section, I'm sure will be on fire right now, but. Uh, I can't imagine lasting more than one punch from Colombo. The guy's 6'8", 320 pounds. Like you got, I mean, the dude was in a heavy metal rock band during his playing career. No one what? messes with Mark Colombo back then. No one messes with him now.
6: Hey, when you, when you think of the Giants, I think Jason Garrett's their offensive coordinator. Now, how – right now, I know it's a little maybe off subject, but how do people feel about, about Jason Garrett and the job he's doing as the OC? Do they think he's improving now and that there's hope?
4: By the way, I actually think the fact that Jason Garrett is the OC is kind of like one of the underrated
6: parts of this story
4: because Mark Colombo came to the Giants because of Jason Garrett. Obviously, he played for him there and then was his offensive line coach and assistant coach there. So it is sort of an interesting wrinkle. like I I wonder what Jason Garrett's thinking uh, throughout this process here. But I would say in terms of the job he's done, I think it's probably going to be determined by how Daniel Jones finishes the rest of this season. There's been some good work from the Giants. I would say that the Running game has actually survived a bit more, especially over the last four weeks, without Saquon Barkley than a lot of people thought it did. It would. Um, some of their wide receiver play has been pretty impressive. You know, Darius Light looks like a keeper. He was good last year, too, but looks like a keeper this year. And Finish Sterling Shepherd, when healthy shot. has been solid. But if Daniel Jones can be not quite as uh, mistake-free, as he has been over the past two weeks because you can't expect the quarterback to never turn the football over. But if he can cut his turnovers in half or at least be like closer to, I don't know, one half or two-thirds of a turnover per game, which is oh. a reasonable amount for a quarterback over the course of a the season, Big then I think that Jason Garrett is going to be uh, probably lauded for his work. I'm not sure he'll be right back in the head coaching uh, interview cycle, but it wouldn't surprise me if it happens within the next, you know, if not this upcoming offseason, the following offseason, only because Jason Garrett's really well-respected around the NFL. And I know that you don't get hired for being just a nice guy. You get hired for being you know, a talented uh, football coach and leader. But Jason Garrett was beloved by a lot of people in Dallas. That was part of the reason why it was so difficult for Jerry to let him go. And I know he had some admirers uh, around the league when there were still some head coaching jobs available that looked like his job in Dallas was coming to an end. Phil,
0: uh, there's there's going to be numerous head coaching rolls up for grabs probably five after this season is that probably a, yep. a good guess who are some names I mean, that we think are going to go where like who who do you think ends up at the jets who do you think inevitably probably ends up at the broncos who do you think ends up at potentially the jags like there's going to be a lot of places i think they're going to have some turnover who are some names we should be enemy obviously joe brady is there anybody yep. else that that is out there college coaches or anything
4: that you're hearing yeah, so Eric Bien-Aimé just it's not a matter of whether he'll get a head coaching job, it's which head coaching job he gets. It's a foregone conclusion, basically, at this point, unless he just chose not to take a head coaching job. It feels like it's just a matter of time uh, for him to get a head coaching job during this cycle. A little bit harder to decide where each of these coaches will end up because, you know, like the Jets job could become incredibly attractive, if or would remain attractive if they have the first pick. But if the Jets you know, find their way to one or two wins, or I don't know, even two or three wins in their last seven games. I know it's unlikely, but still, if it happens and all of a sudden they're picking third or fourth, well, then you're not guaranteed a Trevor Lawrence or even a Justin Fields at that point. So that changes the job in a lot of ways. So if the Jaguars take over that number one spot, I know that'll be a really attractive job if it becomes open because A, they'd have the first overall pick. B, it's a roster that's not filled with a bunch of contracts you got to move off of, and people like living in Florida, a income tax free state, that certainly does not hurt the candidacy. But uh, you're right; it'll probably end up being somewhere between five and seven jobs. And then in terms of names, Joe Brady, you mentioned it for the Carolina Panthers. I think he'll at least be on the radar this year. I think Indianapolis, right? uh, They have two coordinators I would keep an eye on: Matt Eberflus, their defensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, their offensive coordinator. Both names that I expect to be uh, in the coaching cycle this upcoming off season, at least getting looks. You'll probably hear some speculation about coaches that either were fired earlier, like Dan Quinn, uh, or coaches that have been out of the game for a year. I think it's only natural to expect. I think Raheem Morris, the Falcons interim head coach, has a chance to at least generate some interest. You know, maybe not necessarily to keep the Falcons job full time, but if he does a nice job with the Falcons, and he already has, they've won three of four games. There are going to be people that are going to say to themselves, I think he's in his mid-40s. The guy's already been a head coach once before. He's been a defensive-minded head coach. He's also coached on offense. He's got a lot of experience. Players certainly respect Raheem Morris. He's a guy that I think has a chance to generate some interest as well. And then we'll see whether some of the names that have been in the coaching cycle for the past few years will remain there, whether it's a Josh McDaniels, for example, uh, someone who has had plenty of opportunities uh, to interview. Uh, Obviously, I stayed in New England in the past couple of years. If the Patriots, you know, can show some offensive improvement down the stretch, I think his name will be right back there in the mix as well.
0: McDaniel's had a goddamn—he was the head coach mm-hmm. of the Colts. Mm-hmm. When, when? And he right. turned the plane around, really, they had a full press conference, a breakfast, a brunch, a meeting, a <laughs> day, <laughs> everything already <laughs> oh, set up. No. And he turns the plane back around, goes back up there, and now, now what? Now he's just hanging uh, out under Belichick and Steve Belichick for the sweet. next ten years.
1: Reignite the fire.
0: Harbaugh's name's got to be completely out of conversation with how big of a dumpster fire the program is in Michigan, right?
4: Now you know what's so funny though is, like logic would tell you that if a guy goes to his alma mater and has, uh, you know, if he can't get it get the job done there, he's going to have value going forward. And the answer is, I think yes. Jim Harbaugh is an NFL head coach was incredibly successful. We know that the reason why the 49ers job crumbled was not because of results, but rather because of personality. We know that he and Trent Baalke, their GM, it just eventually ran it. A- Boggy. Harbaugh is going to have a lot of admirers if he becomes available. Uh, NFL owners are going to be smitten by the fact that he played the game, by the fact that he has a presence about him, by the fact that uh, he was a very successful NFL head coach. They're going to believe that in the same way that you know, Steve Spurrier was meant for college, Jim Harbaugh is meant to be a head coach in the NFL. So he's another name that I would keep on the radar if something happens with so him dark. in Michigan. And Obviously, right now, the seed is very hot.
0: Okay, last question before I let you go, and we can't thank you enough, Fiot. Um There's a vaccine allegedly coming from one of four different places all of a sudden, right? And if that yeah. thing gets um, confirmed or whatever, okay, you think the NFL will make it mandatory to get the vaccine?
4: Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I, would, I would think so. I would think so. Um, I, I don't want to speak too soon on that but i would think so given how exhausted the nfl has been with their measures right now uh to keep players from contracting covid19 i would think that a vaccine if developed and 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 proved and distributed widely would be mandatory for players uh the nfl may have the fortune of being able to buy four to six months once their season is over and see where that is actually Uh. at but i would think i would think so
0: Hey, Field, how'd you feel about that? Because normally players get caught up in like gotcha questions. That was a pretty gotcha question. (laughs) And I think you answered that. I think you answered it very, very, very well. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can watch them on Sunday. That, uh, That fantasy football show, I've clicked over there. I hear you talk big words and I use it for some of my gambling picks. So I appreciate what you do every Sunday.
4: I love to hear that, man. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you checking it out.
0: Hey, no problem. You got anything you said to say, AJ Hawk? You know, you kind of lost your shit there a little bit earlier. Yeah,
4: right. I was gonna say. Hopefully, at some point, their uh, autograph requests are allowed. Uh, I think I might have a Hawk jersey. I definitely have an Andy Katzenmoyer jersey somewhere ooh, in my closet. Ooh, I think whoa. I have a Hawk one too. So, yeah, we can arrange okay. that, right?
6: Yeah, send them down. I'll get Andy lives in the area too. I can get him to sign that one too.
0: Legend, legend, legend. Ladies and gentlemen, good.
6: Field Yeah. yeah.
1: Hey, Jay, look at you, awesome, man. Dream's dude. coming true, dude. <gasps> so nice.
6: He's a smart man for having an Andy Katzmore jersey. Anyone that watched any Ohio State football at that time, yeah, Andy Katzmore was the man. I don't know who that oh, yeah. is. Cover Sports Illustrated. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy,
0: mm-hmm. man. What did would do? What, what did he do? He's all all yeah, big He 10. always
3: looked cool. First round two. pick. Fast like a cat. A lot Ooh. of helmet stickers. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Helmet, you had a lot of helmet stickers, too. I see a lot of photos of you from back in the day, a lot of those helmet stickers. they just hand out those things, or how do we earn those? Big hits, big plays?
6: No, I mean, you, if you saw with a lot of stickers on there, it was usually late in the season. You could maybe get two or three a game, maybe max five, I'd say. How do you get them? There's a million different things. Like each position group has certain things. If the defense holds them to under 80 yards rushing, the whole defense gets one, things like that. They don't do that as much anymore,
0: I don't think. It's all because of the branding of the helmets. You know, they don't want to uh, uh, kind of get anything on them, I'd assume. But there's some really – back in the days, our high school had them. It was cool to kind of see those wherever you did it at. West Virginia didn't have it. We didn't do it. Mm. Huh. Yeah, I don't think so. It would have been nice. It would have just been like uh, Steve, Pat, Owen Schmidt, Darius Renaud. They would have just had like three helmets with like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine would have been just completely. This guy's been here for four years. No, nothing on there. Just out. <laughs> well, oh, that's okay. Keep this helmet clean. What's going on? Come one on.
1: right in the top of yeah, the right center. Here, right here. That'd That'd be awesome. Be awesome. Touch it every time yeah, before yeah, you go kick on, bro. Like a little,
0: it'll be like one of those little mountaineers, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, with, yeah. His, with his musket hanging over, oh. with his, musket over his shoulder. You know, what I mean? <laughs> he's about to go. How about this thing, AJ? By the way, I was so excited just to whip this at and uh, not tell really you or anybody else. This just got shipped to the office in one big ass box. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. How do you ship that thing out? The thing is mm-hmm. like, how what is it, seven feet? Uh, yeah. it's like
0: probably six feet. Uh, huh. Yeah, it's like seven feet, probably. It's a Colombo. If I had to guess, probably seven feet. It came in one big-ass box, though, completely already put together. There's some piping in here <laughs> that has been falling apart. I don't know how it survived the trip, to be honest. The hand thing in here, you see there's like a hand thingy? See that? Oh, oh PVC nice. there's PVC. the pipe in there, you, you know what I mean?
6: But every time... I mean, it probably, if they're selling those things, it probably costs more to ship it than it does to, to buy that. Pill. I would or
0: assume it's... Uh,
6: could be, it could be. Yeah. I
0: mean, that'd take a long way It'd be a very <laughs> slow sip. <laughs> yeah. I think, but you're, you could potentially change this out ah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit bigger <laughs> hands, <laughs> turn this into a thigh. But the um, <laughs> no free ads. But Dr Pepper sent it. And uh, shout-out to Dr. Pepper. Shout-out to Dr. Pepper. Good uh, Dr. Pepper. This 23 is good flavors. By the way, they knew exactly. I, if we send it, we don't have to pay him anything. We send this to McAfee. He'll see this. It'll go right on the fucking <laughs> yeah. It'll go right With the on. finger thing. It over. I mean, bad business by that guy. But if he sees that, there's no way it doesn't make its way on. And they were 100% right. Yeah. It was less than three minutes this thing arrived in the office yeah. and it came on to <laughs> By the way, congrats on predicting the Seattle Seahawks win list.
6: Yeah! TJ. Yeah. Thank you very much. How you? I'm sure. I know you already went over the game, mm-hmm. but do you feel better about the Seahawks moving forward now and giving them a chance? That was kind of my entire
0: take. Is after watching that game, it was nice to see the Seattle Seahawks have a little juice again. It felt like they didn't have juice maybe the last couple weeks, like a little swagger, a little confidence. I feel like Pete Carroll's teams normally have some, you know, like upbeat It felt like they lost their juice a little bit, so it was nice to see that. It was nice to see our guy Carlos Dunlap make a play. Congrats to Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Rest and I little little game ender walk off sack for him last night. Um the thing my take was if Arizona wins last night, we immediately go Arizona getting hot. Hey, good squad, probably going to win the NFC West. Let's do this. But then you look at the Seattle Seahawks' upcoming schedule, and it's like Jets, football team, some other bad team, some other bad team, some other bad team. So the conversation was like, yeah, but Seattle has a quite a run they can go on here. So I don't think we learned it. I thought we were going to learn a lot last night. I don't think we learned anything other than the fact that it looks like Seattle Seahawks are potentially out of their little mental slump that they were in, which is good news for the NFL, bad news for the NFC West. I still think the Cardinals can go and get it, though. A couple of bad decisions late there. I think some, some rookie decisions made there.
6: How about the penalty, the, the little third fight down. with oh. Patrick? That was a gigantic penalty. I
0: almost I, I was watching Jeezy just absolutely uh, dominate mm-hmm. a versus against Gucci. Oh, yeah. And I look up. I see third down. I see a tackle made. I'm like, all right, they're getting off the field. Here we go. Defense getting off the field. We're getting our ball back. We're going to go for it because I thought the Cardinals were going to win. It was like a plus 125 bet or something like that money line. I thought they were going to win. And it looked like they had a glimpse of it. That fight, I was like, what the – I thought it was offsetting, by the way. I thought it was going to be offsetting. But then they showed the replay. It was like, nope. He definitely fucked that one up. That was just a
2: bad decision on third down. That's the bangle in them. They just can't help themselves. Oh, geez. jeez. True. I mean, it's true. What is?
6: I, play, I played with Dre. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know what happened though. Like they never really got into like what set him off, what was said. What I don't, yeah. I don't understand.
0: I don't know because that is a massive down. Okay, third down for defense is a massive down. That's why when they get a stop, normally you see everybody on defense put the fist up for fourth down because it's like a celebration. Like, hey, we just. We just won. Against your offense, right? That's a big thing. And everybody knows it's third down, okay? Watch the sticks. Here we go. It's third down. And when you get a stop on third down, it should be such a celebration by the entire defense that that type of shit can't even happen, won't even happen. So something serious had to be said. Like something definitely had to go down there for Dre. But man, what a terrible penny. They scored two plays later, obviously. It's just like you just gave them points when you were supposed to get the ball back. It's just that's. And then at the end of the game, I mean, they have 30 seconds left, basically, at the 28 yard line. Line, two timeouts and they took three deep shots it's like i think i think d hop had that out every single time because they were scared of him going yes. deep mm-hmm. they could have done that boom boom you still got two timeouts you might as well have four minutes on the clock at that point there was just a couple decisions that were made that i'm like uh, but the couple decisions that you can correct so
1: it's like oh, yeah. cardinals still haven't played anywhere near their capabilities at this point well for drake kirkpatrick too like hey buddy Why don't you go ahead and throw a fist at Tyler Lockett? D.K. Metcalf probably isn't the smartest guy to try and fight because he will, in fact, put you down. Yeah, but Dre, Dre, if he swings at Tyler Lockett, not that cool. You swing at D.K. Metcalf. Yeah,
0: much tougher guy.
1: Either way, you're losing the game for your team, so at least look cool doing it. Hey, um, what did you learn from it last night?
6: Well, going back to that play, though, that the, the penalty happened, it's a shame for the Cardinals. That was a hell of a play. It wasn't Isaiah Simmons came in yes. after Lockett had done nine spin moves trying to find a way to get to the first down <laughs> marker. He comes in with a, a an awesome angle, and he grabs the one leg, and then who? someone comes over the top and hits Lockett in the back. It looks all weird. I guess that's what started it because I think Dre stood over top of Lockett for a second, and then that's when people started getting upset. But I, I learned that the Seahawks' defense can can play really well. Like, they looked good last night. I don't know if that is – more an indictment on the Cardinals offense and that they're not improving every single game Of just oh, trusting Hopkins, wow. I guess, to be the man all the time or oh. the Seahawks defense. Are they going to be back?
0: I thought last night was potentially going to be a Larry Fitzgerald night. And they tried, I think they were no, trying. Oh no,
6: yeah. He, he won- hit his over. <laughs> he, 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 he hit his over, which was an
0: easy bet. Kenyon Drake scoring a touchdown. Easy mm-hmm. bet last night. Just because I think with how big of a weapon Kyler has been on the ground, I thought offense or defenses were going to start playing him a lot more. Mm -hmm. So, who's the running back that's next to him normally in those potential scoring positions? Kenyon Drake is. Okay. So, in the option football, if the defense is like, we're not going to let Kyler beat us, I immediately thought, oh, so they're going to be stacked out there, which means probably. Up the middle, Ken and Drake's going to be a touchdown. Yep. Happened very early. That was one of the easiest things I've ever thought. And I tried to. T- I normally don't tweet out last minute bets like this, but I felt so good about them. Like, here we go. This is going to be it. Larry Fitzgerald Thursday Night Football feels like Larry. Primetime games always gets the ball. Now, granted, last. <clears throat> By the way, my vocal cords on Fridays. I am so sick of them. <laughs> They are the <laughs> softest things of all time. We, every weekend, for the past two, three weekends, we've been having a conversation with these vocal cords. Like You need to figure it the fuck out, okay? There's no reason for you to be this soft on a Friday. Anyways, moving forward, Larry hits is over, but there's a couple plays where I think Larry Fitzgerald, maybe if you, and listen, Larry Fitzgerald's in incredible shape. He's been doing it at a very high level for a long time. There's a couple plays last night where I think Larry Fitzgerald, maybe a few years ago, mm-hmm. that's out. Yeah. That's out the gate, you know what I mean? And last night, unless they were just great form tackles that were happening, it felt like he was getting a bone going down immediately, which maybe that's just an off night for Larry, you know?
2: Well, yeah, and shout out the uh, Cardinals for finally figure out, figuring out Isaiah Simmons. He led the team in tackles last night before he wasn't having anything.
0: Yeah, what is that, AJ? They just put him on the field more, gave him more opportunities, you think that's why numbers went up, or do you think he's just figuring it out?
6: I mean, it's both. He obviously has he had a lot more opportunities last night. He, they said before the game, like, he's going to have an expanded role because he is so dynamic. He can play safety gun or linebacker, outside rusher. He can do everything. I think Vance Joseph, the D coordinator, even said, like, he is confident now. We feel like he's – he he feels good about the plan he can just go out there and fly and, and rely a lot on his athletic ability because he's not thinking anymore and i think we saw just a little glimpse of what we're going to see for a long time from him he's much bigger it, yeah. he he's put on some weight he almost looks like oh. a what's that the dude can absolutely fly too for how big he is fly
0: but he put on weight like normally freshmen from college do to like their junior year of college it seems like isaiah Simmons was visibly smaller before and then now they're like hey we need you we're going to put you we like the fact that you can play all these positions but we think this position is going to be for you and you'll be fast enough to be able to handle it if he becomes the guy over there they got buddha him patrick peterson got beat a couple times last night but he's yeah. still i mean and last week with cole but he he has the ability capability to mm-hmm. take over a game that well, jesus you almost had to fire again you almost had to fire again with that torture yours yeah yeah you did yeah yeah you did that fire of the stove you just had there, almost as big as my uh, Dr. Pepper finger thing. Like that. <laughs> See ya? Almost burnt down the whole goddamn house. I'm going to still bet on the Cardinals. I'm going to still lose, though. I feel like that's going to be a re- reoccurring type thing here.
5: In uh, New England next week.
0: Nah, I can't bet on next week, then, because Bill Belichick knows the future. You tell him exactly yeah, what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Let's go to Eric in Pennsylvania. God damn it.
4: Hey, guys. How you doing? How'd the show go Friday?
0: Hey, happy big sale uh, Friday as well to you, Phil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you doing, bub?
4: hanging in there can't wait can't wait um two questions for you guys uh one is tom wolf a fan of the chiefs and he's trying to sabotage
3: the pittsburgh steelers on their run this year Mm by making more laugh
0: uh tom wolf is definitely not a steelers fan i will tell you that he's he's from the other side which tends to be the case because of the population in philadelphia and the population in pittsburgh normally the state representative of governor is always from that side of the state, which it, it, it does not bear well in a lot of times for said governors on the uh, western Pennsylvania side, which is, mm. you know, uh, a Rust Belt group of people. Yeah, And yeah. yeah. Greg, You know, it's just the way it goes, though, whenever I think they have like triple the population probably in Philadelphia than us, if I had to guess, yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, easily. It's big. It is very big, big city. Pittsburgh great city hey let's not let's not get it twisted perfect here. really it's tough to get around a lot of traffic and all that shit but it's a great <laughs> great city there with beautiful views you know and everything like that mm-hmm. you go to philadelphia though it's like oh dude, this is a big fucking big city, city yeah. it's a big city over there
2: but if anything i mean this is actually helping the Steelers because they'll have to deal with it at every single one of their home games uh, and teams coming to visit are not used to it this so. is like
0: the florida home. Bad, this buddy. is like the florida home field advantage where yeah. people come down to the humidity they're yeah. used to it try playing at uh at two miles above sea level with a mask on. Oh. And Steelers and the Eagles are going to be ready for that thing. Have you heard about this, AJ?
6: Oh, yeah. I just don't see how it happens. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that the PA is going to let it happen. I don't think the NFL is going to let it happen. Like, they're going to figure something out.
0: All right. Let's run through some games and hear your thoughts on it because you are a prognosticator. Prognosticator. Yes. Titans at Ravens. Ravens are favored by five points. That's in Baltimore.
6: Okay, so I've thought a little bit about this game. Oh, I like go. the Tennessee Titans here. I think they're trying to get back on track. I don't know about the spread. I would take the Titans. I don't expect them to cover, but it's possible.
5: What? I don't know what
0: that means.
6: Now. What, dude? Yeah, if like
5: you, you expect them to win, they'll cover, AJ. Yeah, if
6: they win, they cover because they're starting at 5 0. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: my bad. Hey, AJ, no, this is a good question because a lot of people do ask this question with the spread here. So when Baltimore's favored by five points, the sports books think that at the beginning of the game, the Tennessee Titans should start with five points and the Ravens have no points. Let's begin now. This is a fair contest, right? And that line will move throughout the week, varying on injuries, uh, COVID reports, uh, maybe smart gamblers hammering mm-hmm. one side because they know inside information. So that'll move. That is what the spread is. Look at the beginning of the game. It's not 0-0. It is Tennessee 5, Baltimore 0. Now just go on with the game. And then Same thing at the end of the game. Obviously, whatever the score is, just add five points to it. That's kind of how the spread works. So if you like the Titans in this game, you definitely like them with a five nothing head start to start the entire game.
6: Yeah, I I read it wrong. I I for some reason thought the Titans were favorites in this game because of all that's going on in Baltimore and all. There it is. No one really knows what's happening. So yeah, I I definitely like the Titans to win. Obviously, yeah, if you want to bet on the Ravens on the the money line or the uh, the spread, take them. But yeah, I think the Titans win.
3: Yeah.
6: Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey. Let's go. All right. I'm excited to hear, you know, just more gambling terms that it, you know a lot about out there. Just keep throwing it out there. You're becoming this
6: pride. Yeah. Prognosticator. Yeah, I mean, a super professional prognosticator.
0: prognosticator here. Let's get to it. Yeah.
5: Ravens. Lombardi.
6: Here, Lombardi used that terminology.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Most Italians, by the way, not just Lombardi. What do you got?
5: Ravens five and thirteen. Their last eighteen as a home favorite. AJ. Oh
0: boom. boom. That's a nuke. See, those are things that we like to use on hammered down to make our decisions. They're called trends and stats. But if it's not a hundred percent, who cares? Uh, Packers at Colts. Colts are favored by one and a half points against.
6: Co-host of our
0: show, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. How do you see this one going?
6: Somebody it's going to be a good code. one, man. I really do, but I think Green Bay wins. I just think that the Colts D may may give him trouble. Or there'll be a, there'll be a point. Like a lot of times, the Packers could jump out to a hot start. You know, what's always fun when you see Aaron come out there. First drive goes like five for five. For with, he's got eighty yards and a touchdown to Devontae already, and mm-hmm. they ran the ball a few times. Like that could happen but i think at some point the colts defense is going to settle in they're going to they're going to hold up for a while but i just don't think the colts offense is good enough to keep up
0: see the thing about
6: it is Phillip rivers seems to do very
0: well when he doesn't have to move much okay so if the packers can get pressure on Phillip rivers this is a very different game okay it all, this is this game revolves around the offensive line for the indianapolis colts on whether or not They can keep Phillip Rivers safe because if they can keep him safe, he throws darts. And there's a lot of people say he's inaccurate or whatever. I don't think that's the case at all after watching. Now, will he miss a throw? Yes, he's not going to be perfect, but he can put the ball into places if he's there. I'm intrigued to watch Aaron and that Colts defense battle, though. Darius Leonard, the maniac, middle linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts, Pro Bowler, All-Pro. He, he said he felt slighted by Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. saying that Fred Warner was the best inside linebacker in the game. Now, granted, Aaron's friends with Fred, uh, trains with Fred, and probably thinks that Fred doesn't get enough recognition nationally, so that's potentially why he said that. But whatever the reason, if the maniac feels a little bit slighted through his career here at Indianapolis, when he has a chip on his shoulder, he plays the football really good. So, I mean, this is going to be a very interesting game. But anytime you get a chance to watch – You know, would Aaron play the football? You have no idea what's going to happen.
3: I don't know what his over-under total yards is, but Naheem Hines is what really worries me. I mean, he's not like the same guy as Kamara, obviously, but he's, he's similar in how they use him and how explosive he is, and I think he could have a very big day. It's
0: very interesting that Naheem Hines probably earned himself a lot more reps, and I'm thankful for it. Um, he's been a weapon for us for the last few years that nobody really knew about because the stable of running backs for the Colts was so deep for so long. But anytime 21 gets the ball, there's a chance that thing's going all the way to the house. Uh, and Phillip Rivers loves throwing it to his uh, running back. What do you got, Diggs?
2: There is a uh, nuke uh, with the Packers. The last 12 times they didn't cover a game. The next game, they covered. Oh, Raji Wow. Oh my God. Who are you rooting for in this game? Yeah,
0: well, there's a poll that Zito put out earlier. It said – Uh, Who should I be rooting for this weekend? The team that overpaid me or the team that has my best friend playing quarterback? Uh, The Colts currently have a 51.7% poll vote Win percent, winning percentage over the Packers at 48.3%, over 13,000 votes in there. Uh, the only thing I hope is that this doesn't end up 50 50. I'm just going to let the people <laughs> decide who I'm cheering for this weekend. Uh, if it goes 50 50, it's going to be problematic because uh, I don't want to have to make the decision because both of those things are so incredibly nice. I mean, Jim Merce overpaid me a lot of money and just gave me a plane and paid, you know, he did a lot of things. Aaron, though, has been so incredibly kind to yeah. us with his time and his so it's a it's this is a tough thing position for me to be in i'm going to be one hundred percent serious. I you think.
1: gotta fade the poll. What have we learned from this poll is that the opposite thing is typically the correct thing, and unfortunately here. Darren Rodgers, your right. best
0: friend. Let's go to the next game. Uh, Falcons at Saints. Saints with Taysom Hill starting at quarterback. Uh, Alvin Kamara will be playing as of Field Yates' announcement here just a little bit ago. Saints are favored by four and a half points at home against the Falcons. How do you see this one?
6: I like the Falcons here. They may surprise you a little bit, Pat, but I think the Falcons are going to win this game. I'm not, I, I don't even want to do the spread. I just think Falcons straight up. They, went, they find a way to win the game now. Taysom, well, well, let's see what he has, man, in a full game. That's why I'm very curious. The, the Saints don't even know what they have in Taysom Hill, I think, when he is under center the whole game. And as they said, what, Jameis doesn't even have a – there's no package for Jameis, which that could easily be a lie. They could throw Jameis in the first series just yeah. to mess with him.
0: Yeah, that's like Bruce Arians saying um, Rob Gronkowski's a blocking tight end, then the next week he had like six, seven targets <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And Bruce Arians then saying Antonio Brown needs less plays. And the next play there was entire play design strictly for Antonio Brown – Coaches, you never know what's smoke and what isn't smoke. But Shefty coming out and saying that Taysom Hill is a starter and being pretty solid behind it, I think that's their main focus this week. It's pretty – I'm excited to see how it turns out. You've picked two underdogs to win straight up so far. That That's big payouts for people if they're listening to the A.J. Hawk prognostication situation. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Not a ton of respect for Taysom Hill. The line has dropped to 3.5 since the announcement that Taysom Hill was going to be the starting okay, quarterback. Okay,
0: and that's probably going to keep moving. Let's go to Patriots-Texans. Texans are a plus 1.5 at home against the Patriots.
6: Patriots all day. I think the Patriots haven't figured it out. I don't think the Patriots are built to go run and make a run and win the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to squeak out some victories, and I think this is one of
0: them. All right, Eagles, Browns. Browns are without Miles Garrett. Uh, Browns favored by three at the moment.
6: Yeah, Miles Garrett not being in I think hurts them a lot. But I think the Eagles are a mess still, and the Browns have the opportunity to get to seven wins. Like it's a big deal for them. They could be seven and three in Cleveland. That's it's huge.
0: Steelers, Jaguars, Jaguars are getting ten and a half points to start that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jake the Snake Luton is mm-hmm. playing, I believe, Ooh, against yes, that so. defense. We'll see how.
6: Yeah, I mean, I got to go Steelers. I'm trying to find a way that I could pick the Jags, but I don't think I
0: can. Okay, so you think they're going to win by at least 11? Look at you, talking gambling talk here. You're even giving decisions. Uh, And last one here, let's go. Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, Victory lap was the topic of conversation all week by Andy Reid and the boys. Derek Carr's had to answer questions about it. He's about fed up with it. John Gruden said "As some smart-aleck bus driver. Chiefs are favored by seven at the moment, traveling to Las Vegas. How do you
6: see this one going? I like the Chiefs all day, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. Andy uh-huh. Reid spoke about. It. Andy Reid is upset. The guy doesn't seem to be upset at anything. He seems to be so happy, just wearing Hawaiian shirts, probably Crocs, rolling around, just having fun. So, I think the Chiefs put it on him.
2: Andy Reid, seventeen and seven after a bye as well. Wait, and now he against the spread. Sorry. One.
6: Well, how about a vendetta
0: too? Yeah. Do, do we have any Andy Reid vendetta games? I'm sure yeah. there isn't many. Plus, First it's one.
2: basically for the division. They lost at them already. It's a revenge game as well. <laughs>
0: All right, that's the show. Big thanks to our guests for joining us uh, all week. Um, People are so nice with their time, and they don't have to be. A lot of people are very busy. A lot of people are very successful. A lot of people have a lot of things going on. The fact that they sit down and chat with us, we are very thankful for. And the fact that you let us penetrate your ear holes is unbelievably nice of you. If you enjoyed this show, please be a friend. Tell a friend. If you hated this show, just act like it never, ever fucking happened,
3: right? That's right, yeah. Go piss off. Yeah, hey, well,
0: it's cool. Like, I mean, time might hold a little bit more of a grudge than I will. I can understand you might not like the show, but just don't tell anybody that you don't
1: like yeah, yeah, the show. Yeah, it's cool. Mm, you nice. know what I mean? Yeah. And piss off. off,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you could potentially just go ahead and fuck off afterwards, yeah. but I don't want to say that because no. it was just, no, hey, no, 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 we're no, just no. two ships passing in the night, yep. okay? Right. Mm-hmm. But if you like this show, please be a friend and tell a friend, say, hey, the Pat McAfee Show 2.0, not too bad. Not too bad. Pretty good. Good conversations. Too Subscribe, rate, review, uh, do all that other shit you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and have the greatest weekend of your entire life. Store.patmacavieshow.com. 20% off everything, every order, uh, is an entry into a giveaway for one of three Ooh. PS5s. Yeah! Thank you all so much. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music, uh, and we will see you on Monday. Cheers.